Hey, 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 Chiefs Kingdom. Today we're going to go ahead and get a bonus episode in. I kind of want to go over the whole Willie Gay situation. It's going to be brief, nothing too crazy. I uh, just kind of want to talk about how that might look moving forward for these next uh, three, four games, I should say, um, for the defense. So with that being said, Chiefs Kingdom, I'd like to welcome you all to the Kingdom Connect podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs podcast. You're with your host and producer, Eric Lepartis, certified health and performance trainer. Hope Chiefs Kingdom is doing very, very well today. Uh, So today we're going to go ahead and get a bonus episode in. Um, I kind of want to talk about the whole Willie Gay situation and what that may look for the defense moving forward for the next four games since he's only suspended for the next four games. Um, I'm not going to go over like, you know, what I feel about what he did or the situation like that. Um, but I'm just going to kind of go over how the defense may shape up, who's going to go ahead and take over those uh, roles that Willie uh, did for the uh, last few games. So we're going to go ahead and get right into that. So um, with that being said, first, I kind of briefly mentioned this yesterday in the um, episode or the review episode of the Chargers game, um, a little bit about the whole Willie Gay situation. And, you know, again, I'm not... I'm not sitting here saying I am taking his side. I'm taking anybody's side. I don't want to do that. Bottom line is the NFL has a player conduct policy. And whether you agree with their player conduct policy or not, it's it basically if there's another individual involved in any incident with a professional football player or anybody who's affiliated with the NFL – if there's any other incident with any individual that could be seen as domestic in any shape or form, they're going to go after you. I I don't think there was any way of going around it. Now, to be honest with you, I had completely forgot about the circumstance. I'm sure a lot of Chiefs Kingdom kind of forgot about it um, because it, it happened right before, right before the Buffalo Bills divisional game. And, I I can't remember if he played that game or not. I I I would be I don't know if he did. Maybe he missed it. I I can't remember. Maybe he just missed the wild card matchup against the um Steelers. I can't really remember, but the incident happened back in January. Um again, I'm not going to sit here and say whether or not I'm on Willie's side at the end of the day. There's a player conduct policy, and every player has to abide by that. And even though he did not physically hurt anybody, like physically hurt anybody, and, you know, if he did, he would have did some serious damage. I mean, he's a big dude. He's a linebacker in the in the NFL. Um, you know, I'm not going to speculate what, what went down or anything like that. Personally, me, I just think that as a professional athlete – you just got to be smarter. You just got to know your surroundings. You got to be smart about circumstances. Now, we all know that Willie m- made it very clear that he struggled with mental health last year and that he needed to get, you know, things kind of under under control. And I am a big advocate for mental health, so I applaud him 
for admitting that he had issues because that's hard for a lot of people to do. You know, it's so easy to bottle everything up. But he was a man about it and he wanted to be, you know, better as a person. And, you know, I've I've seen I follow him. I've seen him post videos with him and his son. His son looks very healthy. It seems like he has a great relationship with his baby. Um, You know, I I don't know anything about him and the ex-girl. I don't really care at the end of the day. My biggest thing uh my biggest thing is I want I want you know people to understand that the NFL was not trying to come after the Chiefs. Yes, does it suck that they decided to do it all of a sudden right now and then that so happened to be that fourth game happens to be the Buffalo Bills game? Yeah, it sucks. It does. But I think I think there may have been they may have needed to do a quick investigation on themselves or maybe the NFL has like a long list of shit for players of like they get a list of players that have all been accused or arrested and this and that for whatever circumstance. And just like courts, they probably go through them one by one. You know, they don't they probably take one case at a time and they probably just now finally got to Willie Gay's situation. I don't think they were trying to screw the Chiefs over. They they probably saw the situation and looked at, okay, it doesn't matter any domestic dispute, whether there was physical harm or there wasn't physical harm. If it if they just see the word domestic, um, then they're probably going to go ahead and make a move towards it and their their move was we're going to suspend willie gay for the next four games without pay and um and he's just not eligible to return until week seven i believe uh so yeah because he's going to miss week three week four week five and week six so he won't be able to return until week seven which i believe is against the san francisco 49ers so um, it, it's going to be a blow essentially to the defense because this year from what Spags has asked Willie to do in, in the first two games, he's asked him to play a bigger role than he's he's ever had. Now, granted, this is year three for him in, in the defense. You expect there to be a bigger role. So what Willie Gay primarily plays in the base defense, which is basically we run three linebackers, four down de- defensive linemen, uh, he usually plays – I mean, he alternates within the will and the sand, but he ultimately plays the will. Um, usually you want your weak side linebackers to be a little bit more athletic, uh, more better in coverage, that can kind of a little bit be, be more rangy, uh, kind of take those backside um, receivers, you know, away and stuff. And um, what I've looked on the film, especially in this last game, they asked Willie a lot to – play slot they I mean he literally was playing a slot defender you know they had him looking like he was almost like a DB out there because he's athletic and he's fast and he can move now I know if you look at Willie Gay's PFF grade and you guys know how I feel about PFF he has bad PFF grade he does but Willie Gay is also one of those players that it's so hard to grade him because he gets asked to do so many things that it, it it's automatically going to give him a bad grade because he just doesn't play one primary position. He plays all over the defense. 
And we all know from last last game against the Chargers, he was everywhere on the field. Yes, there was some missed tackles, and we've already went over that. But the dude still led the team in tackles. He was all over the place. And some of those things weren't like things like, oh, where he's just not reading plays. Like he was reading, he was reading the plays. He just was running way too fast, and he just wasn't breaking down on a lot of them. And he, you know, whiffing and making arm tackles, especially going against a guy like Austin Eckler, who is so short, but pound for pound, one of the strongest uh, running backs out there. And, you know, there were some whiffs. But with that being said, Willie Gay was sniffing out passes, had a couple deflections, almost had a pick, had, uh, I want to say, six solo tackles and five assisted tackles. So he was he was everywhere on that field. Um, so again, yes, he plays the will linebacker in the four three. Now we hardly ever run base, um, but I think you're going to see a lot of base this uh, coming weekend, um, just because you're gonna you're gonna be forced to play Leo Chanel, which a lot of fans want Leo to play, and I do too. Leo's a really really talented linebacker, um, and he's a force to be reckoned with when he's moving downhill. So I think you're going to obviously see, you know, um, Leo a lot in the as a Sam position in the base 4-3. Uh, and obviously Nick will run um, the mic. Now, they're going to have – Darius Harris has obviously been uh, – he was obviously elevated because he's, uh, he's um, Nick's backup in the mic. And he actually got some playing time in the Chargers game to give Nick a breather. And I'm sure in the 4-3, they'll probably have him play running that will position in place of uh, Willie Gay. And Darius Harris showed promise in the preseason. He's been with the team since Sutton. He was part of the Sutton. He was part of the Sutton uh, defense. Uh, That regime, obviously, practice squad. But he was cut, then brought back, then cut, then he was brought back. He kind of was that one player they kind of used like that in 2018 and then I want to say 2019 2020 2021 when Spags obviously was the coach um well let's just say two let's just say 2019 and 2020 because he got brought up for a few games towards the end of the year in 2020 but 2019 and 2021 he was primarily um he was primarily practice squad again um, but then this year they, I mean, you saw it, you saw the flash from him in preseason. And so I think that they saw that and he's going to get a lot more playing time this Sunday, uh, at that will spot. Now, when they get into nickel, cause this is where they prime where this is where Spags primarily likes to be in is in his, in his nickel. So we might as well in reality call his base defense a nickel, but he doesn't call his nickel just a nickel package. Like that's just what it actually what the formation is. But he calls it his Buffalo package. So anytime you guys see them out there in the in the uh, nickel or your big nickel or when there's you know that box safety next to those two linebackers, then it's always going to be considered the Buffalo package. Um, so when he gets in his Buffalo package, and I'm not going over the whole scheme. I'm just looking at it from the linebacker spot. So. You have your mic, you know, your your play caller, and then not your will. 
So you take your Sam out because your Sam is only your base linebacker when you're needing him on early downs, and that's what Leo will play because he played that already a lot. That's primarily his position. You see, you saw that out when they brought three linebackers in. He's good when you overhang him off the edge. Um, he's a good blitzer through downhill. So, um, you know, they're going to bring him in on earlier downs at that Sam role. He's still not quite there in coverage, so I don't think they really trust him in that way. So when they get into nickel, I think they're going to bring Darius Harris in there. And I know that might make a lot of people upset in ways because they want to see more of Leo Chanel. And I agree, you will see Leo Chanel. You might see him more at that at that uh, Mike spot when you know if 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 Nick ever needs a breather um, when they're at the nickel spot. But primarily, they're going to probably have Nick and Darius Harris out there because they are more they know the system a lot more. Darius is obviously not all world in coverage or anything like that, but he's a a lot better than Leo in coverage, and Nick is also a lot better than Leo in coverage. Um, and you know spags spags specifically with the buffalo for the buffalo package or his dime he's not going to ever throw a rookie not at the linebacker spot because he asks he uh, i think the a linebacker spot is the most un, underrated position in spags in spags's system because his system primarily relies on d on pressure from the d line and your and your backside safeties uh, to basically hold the the deep deep ball um, in uh, all those uh, downhill middle read zones and stuff. Whereas you know he the cornerback and the linebacker spots they're probably kind of like second secondary positions in Spag system as far as like where he wants to be the most versatile essentially. Um, cause he still asks his safeties to do a lot and, you know, he's always rotating defensive linemen. Um, but again, he asks so much from the linebackers, you know, especially when they are in the nickel. Um, like I said, Nick, uh, Nick usually run mans that mic and you have Willie come in as your will or what he likes to call the will spot, the will linebacker spot in that Buffalo package. He likes to call it the buck linebacker. So usually when they're in the nickel, you have your mic and your buck out there. And, you know, your mic is typically your guy who stands right in the middle, field general, and, you know, knows, the, does the play calling, you know, and make, needs to make the necessarily adjustments or shifts or whatever the case may be. Um, but the the buck is essentially your off-ball linebacker. He's the guy that kind of just roams around. He can stack. He can play off the edge, overhang. And that's what they actually had him a lot doing. They had him overhang super wide out, almost kind of like, um, a, I don't want to say a wide nine or anything like that, like wide nine technique that you usually will see from an edge rusher, but more so a, um, you know, like I said, a slot defender. He was out there, you know, in those mid, in those uh, those hashes and stuff like that, and you know, covering those secondary receivers and even the uh, tight ends who were like Gerald Everett and stuff. You know, the Chargers they targeted Willie Gay a lot, and I, I'm kind of shocked they wanted to uh, get him. I don't think that I don't think it was necessarily because of backside coverage or anything like that. It's because they saw Eckler on Willie Gay and they thought that maybe they were going to be able to get away with they thought maybe they were going to be able to get away with you know Eckler being able to get away from Willie 
Now, he did. He made Willie look silly on some plays. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he, um, you know, he made he made uh, Eckler, you know, I don't want to say his bitch in some plays, but he sniffed he sniffed Eckler out on a lot of, on a lot of plays too. Even Nick had a few plays that were pretty good. Um, but no, I mean, again, in Willie, he's taken that next step into the defense. There are some things you still see, like like what are you doing? And I think that's the missed tackling. And that again, that to me, I don't think it's from a technique standpoint or he doesn't know what he's doing. I think that sometimes he's too fast for his own good because he's super fast. That's why they trust him in coverage a lot more because you know he just knows how to do it. You know, he's just that. He's just a super freak athlete. And again, it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck not having him these next four games. I would say the I would say the Buffalo game is the most most important game. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Now, when it comes to like the actual suspension itself, I personally wish I I personally think that yes, if you're gonna punish someone because you wanna you know you wanna go about the player conduct thing, then yes. There should have been a suspension. Now, since it no one was physically harmed and it got settled and the situation was long ago, there should have probably only been a one game, one to two game suspension, in my personal opinion. Now, you still don't have to pay him for those two games, but four games is a little, in my opinion, a little excessive for a situation that ultimately led to no one being hurt physically but you know I'm not saying that the that his ex wasn't scared obviously she was probably terrified which is what triggered her to call the cops but there was no one physically harmed I'm not justifying the situation by all means I do think there should have been a suspension because he violated the personal player conduct policy but it still has to vary based off the circumstance and the severity of the circumstance. So I think that one to two games would have probably been more logical and reasonable for the situation. But four games, what? When you initially were trying to get a guy who not going to go, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to go there. Not going to go there. Point is, I think there should have been one to two games. It's not like that. It's four games. So that's the bottom line. We're not going to get Willie Gay until the four, week seven of the 49ers game. It's going to be some adjustments that Spags is going to have to make, but I definitely think that Nick Bolton, Leo Chanel, and Darius Harris will be able to take the task. Um, again, you're probably going to see Nick and uh, uh, Darius Harris uh, take over that um, the 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 two spots in the uh, nickel. And I, you know what? I lied. I forgot about Elijah Lee. Elijah Lee is still on this team. He actually is primarily he was the starting Sam all pretty much of training camp and he got the starting Sam reps in the uh preseason. Now as of right now, you know, Leo was getting in on real games and stuff like that. So I think as of now it's the Sam is still Leo's position. He's still the starter there. But I think that they are happy to have Elijah because uh, there too, because he probably will take on some of those uh, Will and Buck rolls um, in the base and in the nickel, a big nickel. 
Now, when you get when they get into the dime, I think personally that's just going to be Nick and Darius Harris that are going to control those positions. I don't think Elijah Lee has been in this system too much or too long for him to understand that package because his dime is his most complex package is because he where he dials up his most of his pressure pressure plays and also his blitzes. So um, it's it's definitely going to be a, an adjustment for sure. I think we're still fine. I, I don't think it's it's that big of a loss to where it's gonna really really affect the game like that. Um, again, I and I also have been kind of liking what I've seen from this defense so far. It's not like last year at all. So um, it's gonna be a good one, I should say. Well, Chiefs Kingdom, that's all I kind of wanted to roll over with the whole Willie Gay situation. I know it sucks, Chiefs Kingdom, but it's okay. We're gonna be fine. You know, I'm praying for that man. I hope that, you know, he's mentally good. He can, you know, take, you know, take this four game suspension, handle it how he has to handle it and then come back and be ready for business. Um, I don't think there's anything I need to cover. I'm going to be getting the uh, the preview uh, episode out here in the next coming days. Um, So you guys have that for our next matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. So Chiefs Kingdom. That's going to go ahead and do it for this bonus episode. And with that being said, the connect is always real.